This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. If you're one of our regular listeners, you know I typically interview home improvement entrepreneurs and ask them about specific strategies they've used to become a wealthy contractor. In fact, we have quite a few killer episodes we've recently recorded with amazing strategies to implement in your business. But I've decided to put those aside right now because of the unique environment we find ourselves in. Instead, what I'll be doing over the next couple of weeks is sharing conversations I'm having with some of these same people to find what they're thinking, feeling, and doing right now. My hope is that by sharing these conversations, you'll hear how others are overcoming some of the challenges you might be facing right now. I also sincerely hope to inspire you and build your confidence. One thing you will notice in all of these conversations is the underlying expectation that what we are experiencing right now is a temporary setback. It will pass, and there will be even greater opportunity on the other side. So, enjoy these conversations. We're all in this together. Stay the course. Do not give up. Keep moving forward. And always believe in yourself. All right, everybody, this is Mark Curry from Your Remodeling Guys and Revelair Kitchens. Thanks, Mark. So, unprecedented times, and I know you are a guy that has solutions for just about anything. So, what are you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you doing? Yeah, well, I can't necessarily tell you I got a solution for this one. Yeah. <laughs> These certainly are unprecedented times, and I would be careful ever to want to make in a position to make any kind of predictions in terms of what tomorrow looks like. But, but I do know this, and this is the message I've communicated to our company, and that is we, we have a choice. And either we can just simply look at this and accept some type of unknown fate and be like all the young college kids down at the beaches of Miami and spring breakers who were just welcoming Armageddon with open arms, right? Or or I can try to do something about this, you know, in our small segment of the world. And first thing we want to do is communicate to our company, to all our personnel. Is one, we didn't want to dictate anything. This is something where we had to build a constituency. And the message, though, is clearly is that, look, we can sit idly by and, and do nothing and just hope and wait and pray for the best. Or we can do something about it. We find ourselves fortunate in this type of business, Brian, that this, this industry, this business model that we have, and that we are not a public type of an organization like a restaurant or a sporting arena conducting concerts. So we're not a hair salon, not a gym. So, you know, our point of contact with our customer, it's interesting, it's limited to four separate visits on a one-on-one basis when you think about it, right? We face-to-face marketing, one-on-one with a customer. Then we have a salesperson going into a house, one-on-one with that household, then a measure technician if a sale is made, and then an installer. And my sense is that puts us in a position to contain and reasonably manage this, this relationship with our customer where we're preserving within reason the health of our employee as well as that of our customer. 
with that mindset, then we set forth to put the right precautionary measures in place. Okay. And so what are you, what are you doing like yourself to, you know, for all of us that are business owners, we have to step up and we have to lead and we can't, we can't really let anyone see us. I don't know what the right word is scared maybe, but what are you doing personally to make sure that people aren't seeing that side of you, or maybe you aren't, you know, maybe you are confident that this will pass and you just have to weather it out. How are you kind of feeling? Yeah, it's a a good, fair question. You know, I I find myself so focused on the employees or or family, staff, that, you know, I really haven't taken much time to sit back and realize the impact that it has on on me, Uh, which is not necessarily perhaps actually a good thing. The last thing I want to do is sit there and look at uh, my stock portfolio right now. Yeah. (laughs) It is interesting, you know, about only a month ago, it seemed like I was making a really good living and living a stress-free life without even working that hard. Now I'm making no money and I'm working my tail end off. Yeah. So such is life. But, you know, so personally, to answer the question, you know, less professionally in terms of, me as being the ambassador for a company and and how I look at this personally. And I'm not sure there's really much of a difference in that because, you know, I, I do believe that mankind is pretty resilient, right? I mean, when you, you think of how many times Mother Nature gets slapped in the face with earthquakes, volcanoes, just last year in California with all the forest fires burning to the ground, thousands of acres. Four or five years from now, everything's going to grow back. Time will go on. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm betting on mankind, you know, the human resiliency to, to win this thing. And I find it incredibly interesting in that this is not isolated to one part of the world. I mean, this is globally, you know, just yeah. a few months yeah. ago, you got all these countries uh, with all this strife between them and, you know, trying to conquer their neighboring country. And all of a sudden, this virus is likened to an alien invasion, right? All of a sudden, all the world... Time, mankind is being pulled together, thinking, how do we deal with and fight this alien invasion? And so I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, but nonetheless optimistic that we're going to come out on the other side of this thing globally, being more unified. And things will be different, just like it was after 9-11, with all the screening and what have you. You know, maybe I won't be a home improvement company a year from now, and I'll start a hand sanitation business. But, But, you know, there's going to be some great opportunities that are going to abound in, in years to come. But I think ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to bet on all of the most intelligent minds in our, not just our country, but in the world to, to figure this thing out. And, and uh, yes, yeah, so we'll weather the storm for as long as it takes, but I'm not going to sit back and, and watch it all unfold. You know, I'm going to do my part professionally and personally to keep things moving. Yeah. Are you, are you running leads? We are. are. Yeah. We, we, we really are. So, you know, with our backlog of business, you know, we're able to lay some of the fears and concerns that our customers have. And you know, we have a script in place to give them our existing customers that assurance. We don't delay any installs. When we're in the home, you know, we, we need to put more arrows in our quiver in terms of handling objections that we haven't been confronted with before. So we're, we're approaching things on that front. But the biggest challenge, most certainly, I would imagine that's the case for other uh, businesses similar to mine is the lead generation. So, you know, there, that is the value of, you know, face-to-face marketing is that not necessarily a, a media or 
an investment can get across. But when, you, when you're talking to somebody face to face, you know, we we have that distinct advantage to give things the benefit of discussion and, and offer some assurances. So what we've developed is a COVID-19 health precautionary memo, and it prescribes or lays out, I should say, all the uh, precautionary measures that we're taking as a company as we interact with our prospects or customers. And right at point of contact, when we set that lead, face-to-face or otherwise, we're, we're providing a copy of that to our customer. Uh, when we confirm that appointment before we ever issue it to a salesperson, we, uh, we're asking two questions of the homeowner. These are two new qualifications that yeah. we have. And that is, uh, has anybody in your household traveled to any of the governmentally cited quarantined areas in, in the last four weeks? And we follow that up with a question as uh, have they or anybody in your household shown symptoms of COVID-19, uh, such as a fever in the past four weeks? And if the answer is yes to any one of those two, then obviously we, we're not going to run that appointment. And then we offer the same assurances to that customer when we confirm the appointment. The same applies as reciprocated with our, our salesperson visiting the home. So we are monitoring the health of all our personnel. So that's, that's the first step we take in setting those appointments. And then we follow up that confirmation with, again, emailing digitally our document that I just referred to a moment ago. When our salespeople then come into the home, whether it's a salesperson, a measure technician, or an installer, we, uh, we have some protocols laid out as a new company policy. Everybody's equipped with hand sanitizers or sanitation wipes. So we're wiping, and we are in the kitchen business, so we'll wipe down the countertop, any samples, any aids that we're using, the cabinet doors, drawers, hardware. We are distancing ourselves best we can at the kitchen table. So we're not in close proximity and, and limiting any type of uh, you know, human contact, you know, no handshakes. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not sure how unique all that is, but that the measures that we're taking, and again, we cover six states in the Northeast, so we, we have to very clearly and consistently communicate that message to all of our staff, and execution is, is imperative. Yeah. Yeah, now more than ever, right? That system has to be very tight, very well scripted, very well choreographed, so they don't slip up in the house. Yes. Yeah. All right. Any parting words here? I appreciate you coming on. I know how busy you are, but any parting words? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, the, the question that a lot of people ask to, at the risk of oversimplifying this is that, you know, some people, you know, we all deal with our anxiety and fears in, in different ways. I think we all need to be careful not to impose our value system on that of other people. Everybody's got to deal with this in their own way. But again, at the risk of oversimplifying it, you know, some people are looking at it like, hey, I'm not going to work. And if I lose my house and I can't pay bills, well, I'd rather live poorly than not live at all. Right. But I don't think it has to be that either or question, you know, live or die. I think, you know, obviously I choose to live. I don't want to feed into fear mongering. And, you know, I believe that we have to be responsible and intelligently deal with this issue. You know, I'm concerned about all my employees. I don't want to put anybody's life or health or family members at risk. So that is at the forefront of my mind every moment of every day. And it'll continue to be that moving forward. But yeah, there you have it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, it's good to hear that you are 
you are running leads and I think people are, people are buying, right? They are, you know, our sales are down, but you know, our business is not shut down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's one, I guess that's the bright side of it and everybody's still working there. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the, the silver linings in, in all of these conversations. I'm looking for the, you know, the, the silver lining and the glimmer of hope, but you know, you have a very, you have a great attitude and, and, you know, I've known you for a long time. And so I appreciate you for coming and sharing and yeah, I might reach out to you again in a couple of weeks and see what new advice you have. My, my personal hope is that, you know, we've figured this thing out in a couple of weeks. I can't imagine them letting it go much longer, but what do I know? Yeah. yeah what do any of us know at this point? Right. Thanks All right, for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. I hope it gave you the confidence to know that there are other successful contractors out there just like you who are not letting circumstances get in the way of providing excellent service to their customers, serving their communities, and achieving their goals. This will pass, and your attitude and the messages you take in right now will determine your mindset and where you end up. I'd encourage you to listen to the other podcasts in this series that we're releasing regularly, as well as going back to prior episodes of the Wealthy Contractor podcast to hear from like-minded contractors in the industry so you can pick up on strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you overcome the circumstances around you. We'll be back to regularly scheduled podcasts soon. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group and the wealthy contractor.